Hi everyone, my name is Project Gill and I'm your host from the Aware Panel. The Aware Panel is a weekly podcast which talks about different societal issues ranging from racism, climate change, mental health, homeschooling, businesses and so much more. We believe that society needs to change and with more awareness to these topics, we continue to talk about it. If you want to be a guest on my show, please go to the website www.theawarepanel.com or even DM us on Instagram at theawarepanel. And yes, make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to listen to the next 25 episodes of Season 2 and also listen to the 25 episodes on Season 1 as we already had so many amazing people coming on. Today we have Nelly, who is an Irish Zimbabwean writer, mother and runner. In 2017, she became the first person to run across Zimbabwe, a total of 724 kilometers in 16 days. This year, in 2020, she became the first woman to run Chilson Bridge in Dorset, a challenging route of 80 miles of shingles. She writes a humorous blog, children's books and works as a political journalist, and she is cu- currently studying to become a paramedic even though she's raising awareness by running and raising money for mental health charities she's still such an inspirational person so let's just get on with the episode guys hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the aware panel today we have nelly who is a writer a mother and a runner in 2017 she became the first person to run across zimbabwe a total of 724 kilograms kilometers in 16 days this year in 2020 she became the first woman to raise chelsea beach in dorset a challenging route of 80 miles so nelly do you want to introduce yourself in a bit more detail hi everyone yes i uh, know you got it right um i am all those things uh, um and i i love running basically so even though I'm not like a professional athlete or anything, I do occasionally do these slightly bonkers attempts at breaking or creating a record um, when I've got time in between, you know, work and, um, you know, family life and all that. Um, but yeah, so most recently it was Chesil Beach, which was extremely challenging, because, not for the distance, but just because it was, um, it was on shingles. So I didn't even realize it until just before I decided to do the run, but it's actually these tiny little, very slippery pebbles. Uh, so it was challenging that way because quite quickly into the run, I found myself just slipping all over the place on these tiny, tiny stones. But yeah, that was challenging, but um, and I'm glad I did it. And that's, uh, yeah, that was the same. That sounds year. perfect. Um, that's so encouraging, actually, just to like try to challenge yourself in a bit more like especially and when it comes to obviously running not many people like running just because sometimes you have to enjoy the wind and the weather and stuff like that and even like you said shingles are quite difficult to run in so it's amazing how you just picked that up so I want to ask firstly what got into what got you into running firstly well I have to say I mean I have to admit that I hated running when I first started I found it so hard, so I can really, really empathize with people who who want to run and who just struggle to get motivated or go out for a run and just find the whole thing painful. Because when I first started running, oh God, it was just like it was like running on glass. I just found the whole the whole thing just so unpleasant. So like why 
why do people do this themselves? Running is awful. And uh, funny enough, it was my sister who was on a, she's on some weight loss uh, drive. And I was, I think I was, um, God, was I about 18, 19 at the time? And she just dragged me out running to keep her company, really. And I went really reluctantly. And I remember getting to the end of my road and just thinking, I'm going to have a heart attack. It's <laughs> just the worst experience. Um, but then, but then over time, it really wasn't an overnight thing for me. It wasn't, I wasn't, I don't know, I didn't experience this burst of passion for running. But the more I did it, the more this wall of difficulty came down. And suddenly it was like over time, but then one day I just reached this point where uh, after running for a while, I get to this really zen, peaceful place. And it's almost like a meditation. Uh, I think some people choose to run because it's a time to process things and think about stuff. To be honest, I find the opposite. For me, running is a time to just turn my brain off and just forget about everything and just like pound the pavement and just and just enjoy just being, you know. So uh, yeah, it, it did take time, but now I, I do love it. Yeah. I'm glad you love it, like, um, especially when you were first like one of those people who hated running so much and wanted to like wanted to like not do it and then all all of a sudden things change like your mindset changes and then you start to love running after all it's just trying to find that passion always and some people don't recognize that to be honest and would you say that yourself yeah I agree but the thing is I can completely understand that and you know if I don't run for ages uh I also struggle to get back into it because it's so frustrating. I mean, anyone who's spent a long time trying to get fit realizes that you take so much longer to get your body fit than it does to lose that fitness. It's like it takes weeks and weeks to get yourself to some level. And then you have one weekend just like binging ice cream, eating pizza, and like maybe a week of not doing any exercise. And you're so you're back to the uh, back to square one. So I can see it's, um, it's, it is hard to motivate yourself. Um, but I really, I really recommend, uh, just plowing ahead and persevering even when running sucks, because really, if you can, if you can just get past the barrier, the, the first few weeks or maybe a couple months creates, then you just get to this really awesome place where running is just, it's, it's almost like a drug. It's addictive. You just get out and you get the endorphins, you get the adrenaline, you get the high and then, um, and it's really like a, something you can it's an very easy hobby, you know, you don't need any expensive golf clubs or membership fees, it's free, you can do it anywhere, and uh, yeah, I personally do love it. Oh, definitely, um, that sounds really good, because um, some people don't recognise that, like, if you're doing something that you're passionate in, it can be addictive, like, it, running can be addictive for you, for example, and just like people are addicted to certain types of stuff, like alcohol or something you're going to get addicted to if you like it so much and I think it's the same thing with running you just have to put the mindset of that um but the difference is running is actually good for you whereas those kind of things are not um I think that's the main difference when it comes to that um but how did it help your mental health specifically because um because you said that um running helped your um, mental health so how did that help you in that way well, I think running always helps my mental health because if I'm feeling stressed out or I don't know, anxious or down, um, a run just 
clears my head and just puts it's guaranteed to put me in a great mood I mean I know I know from like my family and my boyfriend if I'm like stomping around in a grumpy mood and I'm just I don't know I'm like an unpleasant black cloud of company uh people just say like Nelly please <laughs> just go for a run and I get out and I just and I come back a different person so I don't know what it is what it does to my brain but it definitely helps me but um, no, the reason I mentioned mental health before is because when I did that very long run in Zimbabwe, I thought, I thought I'd use it as an opportunity to try and raise some money and awareness for mental health in general in the country. So at that point, I kind of partnered with the, uh, the National Organization for Mental Health in Zimbabwe, and I raised money and awareness for them. And it was generally about, I guess, kind of a stigma associating mental health in Zimbabwe and just a, the lack of understanding about the issues that people face and trying to shine some light on it through the, you know, through the publicity of the run. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Like, not only you're turning your passion into running into something like that, it's also raising money for charity and especially mental health because I think in the last few episodes I had some people struggled from mental health issues and that's something that is normal, kind of getting normalised now. Like, people are speaking about mental health a lot more. And it's more just a way that um, you just have to do something that you're passionate in, but also raising awareness about a particular issue that's happening in society as a whole. I think those two really come together quite a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I agree. I think that while we are... We're getting more kind of understanding about mental health issues and it's becoming more, uh, you know, ever more a part of like the kind of just daily vernacular. But then I think the there's still so much more to understand. There's still so much we don't know and don't, yeah, just um, still misunderstood. And I do think this whole COVID pandemic is going to just push mental health issues before because... I mean, there's going to be a huge number of people experiencing things like, I don't know, social anxiety and I don't know, depression from like just lockdown after lockdown. I mean, I'm a very social person. I love people. I love going out. Uh, I just, I'm one of those, I'm like almost socially needy. Like I just need company. I don't even like being by myself. But funny enough, I found in lockdown, I really just uh, discovered my inner happy hermit. I was actually kind of like the silence. I like the solitude and isolation enjoying this and now I find that things are opening up here in Barcelona and I'm daunted by the tiniest social occasion I had to take my daughter to a four-year-old birthday party a few weekends excuse me a few weekends ago and I was like god this this is quite terrifying (laughs) I just don't know if I can handle the company of four-year-olds I'm just a handful of parents this is just like I feel like I had to give a speech in front of a hundred people so I think we're all maybe going to experience that on a different level. It's just, yeah, the kind of the excitement, but also maybe the, the fear of things just getting back to normal finally. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just trying to bring awareness to things like social isolation, especially during the pandemic, because for me personally, I already suffer from anxiety, depression and PTSD. But when it comes to... The lockdown, that made it a lot worse and the things that are happening around. So trying to raise money for something that is needed right now, like in the world, is amazing. Um, In the way that, as you said before, you 
got addicted to running after you tried it a couple of times and now you're using it for a good cause which is really good um yeah so what made you want to raise awareness for mental health and not anything else in specific because i know there's a lot of issues that's happening today um why mental health though Well, that's a good question. And, um, you know, it's hard to say. I just, basically, this run wasn't something I was organizing for years. I pretty should have because it was quite a, you know, I was trying, it was taking on quite a big challenge. But I was just, I was in a weird place myself. I, at the time, I was living in this big warehouse in Barcelona. I was drifting between jobs. I was, um, uh, I'd like just failed relationship after failed relationship. I was just in a weird, a very weird mental space in my own life. And I decided to go um, and do what they call workaways, so like volunteer kind of working on farms. Uh, first, in, I think in South Africa, yeah. And then it was an ex-boyfriend who gave me this idea sometime before, and I remembered again, he was going to do a long run across New Zealand. I don't think he ever actually did. It was just some like, you know, um, kind of pipe dream he had. And I was like, God, I didn't even think that you could do that. Of course, you can just go like a long run across the country. It's an awesome idea. I want to do that. And I thought, well, the logical one for me was Zimbabwe. And I thought, well, if I'm gonna do if I'm gonna do this big run, it'd be a shame not to use it to um also generate some money and uh, attention for a cause. And then I thought about it for a while and um because I was so especially in a country like Zimbabwe, it's really there are so many critical issues and yeah, God, you know, groups of people are just desperate for funding and attention. I mean there's a huge, obviously, there's like, there's AIDS, there's malaria, there's like, I don't know, really shocking levels of poverty, there's, there's like, you know, the poaching and animal crisis. Anyway, so it's hard. And I spoke to a lot of different people. But funny enough, I think the reason I kept coming back to mental health was because while maybe in the UK and um, a lot of Europe generally with the Western world, mental health is I wouldn't say completely understood because, as I said, I think there's so much we are still researching and discovering, and it changes all the time what people think. But I do think that there's a long, lot more uh, ground, like a long way to go in places like Zimbabwe because issues like, I don't know, anxiety isn't really kind of a term, I'm sure, but people do suffer from it, but it's not spoken about, it's not recognized, and even worse certain conditions like schizophrenia are not only not dealt with compassion and the right medication and treatment, but they're actually, people can be ostracized and kicked out of the communities. And, you know, there's even beliefs that certain, <clears throat> certain mental health issues are brought and like self-inflicted either by something you did in your past or it's a curse. So there's a lot of misunderstanding, particularly in Zimbabwe when it comes to mental health. And also, a lot of the other big uh, issues that I would have liked to raise money and awareness for already had quite a lot of backing. You know, I'm sure they always need more money, but they had big organizations behind them. Save the Rhinos, um, Kids Can was for children with cancer. And they had very active fundraising campaigns and really proactive people raising money and awareness for them. Whereas mental health just didn't. I found it really hard to actually find a charity that was... um you know, active and um, making a lot of money. So I thought it would, it just seemed to be the most uh, needy cause, particularly in Zimbabwe. And yeah, and I'm really glad it did. It did make, it did make the experience m much more challenging because had I chosen 
a more understood and well-established charity, then I think I would have had they, I would have had their resources to, as my like weapons and as well as I guess to to benefit me on the run. You know, the bigger the organization, the more help they're going to be to you to provide, I don't know, like uh, support on the road and I guess get their publicity, marketing campaigns, everything. It's all done for you. All you have to be is like the athlete on the road. But because I chose um, chose mental health, it was really, it was like down to me to find, to just do everything, to find like the, just to plan the route, to get the, I don't know, get a sport vehicle, to get the artist to just do the marketing to do the like fundraising it kind of I did I did create a bigger much bigger workload myself by doing trying to do a more challenging issue but I have no regrets I think that you know mental health in Zimbabwe really really does it has a long way to go in terms of the just general public's perception so I'm really glad I'm so glad that you did that for sure because um like hearing all of that, just your reasoning why you decided to go for mental health, especially as you said, like it can be an ongoing issue. Like even for we might speak about mental health quite a lot, we never know when someone is going through something because for one, people hide it. So you would never know. Like, like as people said, the biggest smile could also mean that on the inside they may be hurting. And you would never know that um even for its campaigning and doing getting normalized at the moment you still won't find any that would potentially damage the person and also things like suicide can contribute to mental health issues some people are not talking about suicide as well and how it can affect a lot of people who like suffers from a mental health issue um but yeah it's just bringing those things together especially in Zimbabwe where mental health is not really talked about I think that's a good topic to speak about and um and I think your running um your running journey has really reflected that um yeah so how where are you, where would you think you're going to be in a few years time are you going to maybe still run or do you want to do like other stuff to advocate for mental health especially oh that's a great question to be honest I mean I'm sure we're all we're all finding this at the moment it's impossible to even plan like the, the weekend let alone think years down the line because I do have all these like plans um I want to go home to Zimbabwe for a few months I want to yeah, I want to go obviously see my family in Ireland and the UK, but just with COVID and travel restrictions, I can't really, I can't properly uh, get a clear picture of the future yet. But in terms of, um, yeah, in terms of big runs, I, I, if it were up to me, if I just had unlimited resources, I would just, I would just do run after run. I would, um, I would just plan one big run for one cause and then, and then as soon as I'd recovered, I'd want to just like choose a new crazy route and find um, something else to raise money for. But unfortunately, like, I just, uh, you know, every, uh, these runs are so, I can, I can do them so infrequently because each time requires me basically uh, saving up a lot of money so I can afford to take the time of work. Plus uh, thinking about childcare, plus thinking about kind of my own expenses and yeah, so God, I wish I was just a professional athlete. I could just do this for a living. That would be my dream. 
But at the moment, I'm about to start a full-time job at the end of the month. And then that's going to put running, unfortunately, to the side until, I guess, until uh, maybe until next year. But the next one I want to do, as soon as I, as soon as I can, yeah, basically I've saved up enough to take the time, would be a, a thousand kilometer run, which I've never done. Uh, ideally, I've always dreamt of doing it from Barcelona to Genoa. And I, well, I did start planning the route once a few years ago. Um, and then in the end, just, yeah, due to the fact that it's, um, it's a huge uh, mission, perth, like just for my own kind of personal organization, because I've got a three-year-old daughter and um, I'd have to organize for someone to look after her for like a month. Plus, I'd have to save up enough money for, because the run, a thousand kilometers take me more or less a month. And given I wouldn't be going back to starting base, I'd have to then pay for like a hotel or a hostel every night for a month. That's like a month's, of, um, a month's worth of hotel stays or hostels or even couch surfing. It's just so it takes so much. Plus the meals on the road, etc. Plus like maybe asking and paying for someone to kind of come for like security. So yeah, it's a mission to organize. But that in an ideal world, I would like to run from Barcelona to Genoa. And it's a beautiful, beautiful route, like along the coast, um, the Riviera, and and in a way, almost traverses, not traverses, but it would connect three countries because it would be Spain, the very edge of Spain, south of France, and the very edge of Italy. So I just love the idea of like just getting from like three countries together in one run. Um, and at the time when I was planning this, I was thinking about doing it for Stop the Traffic, which is a an anti-human trafficking organization. Because, again, and there's so many uh, worthy causes in the world, and I feel very strongly about mental health. That's always um, something I like to raise money for when I can. But uh, I guess Stop the Traffic, I think, do brilliant work in some organizations because, for me, it's just appalling that we still, we continue to have human slaves, you know? And these, like, poor women and men and children who just um, are silently, like, you know, just passed in these underground horrible circles, and God knows, I don't just get, like suffer the worst experiences imaginable. And it is something that's almost so so grim and so just horrifying. We don't even want to think about it, but it's something that I think, um, yeah, is always merits attention and uh, fundraising. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's like trying to plan out what you want to do. And if you love running a lot, you would do as a profession, right? Is that what I'm kind of getting? Yeah, but (laughs) I know there's other things in life. And I think running can just be a hobby whenever you want to do it. And if you see any marathons you want to maybe take part in, definitely do that. But yeah, so um, I got one last question before I'm going to wrap up the podcast. So, what advice would you give to young people, especially who wants to get into running, who feels like they don't know where to start? Uh, I guess two things. I guess the two most important things I find for me are having a decent uh, playlist. And also, I guess, trying to get through the wall. So, I mean, music, I couldn't run without music. Honestly, I love running and it's a huge like passion of mine. And I could run for hours, but only if I have music. If I go out for, I've planned a long run, I've got loads of energy and I've had a massive breakfast. I clear the morning. 
I go out for a run and my phone dies. I got no music. I just turn around, and go home. Like I really, really need those like background beats to to keep me to keep me going. Because if I can just hear my heavy breathing and I don't know, I just I just am so it just takes me out of the moment. And everyone's got their own music musical preferences. And no, don't get me wrong. I mean, some people prefer to run with no music, and it's much more. It's just it works for them like that. But if you're the kind of person who needs music, then I think it's worth just clicking around to find the right stuff. Because I, I listen to music running that I wouldn't normally listen to at any other moment. I mean, I listen to stuff I used to like go raving to when I was, you know, in my early twenties. Listen to like drum and bass and house and techno stuff I would never put on like in my house. <laughs> it's just so manic, but it just suits your heart rate running. Uh, so yeah, definitely taking the time to make a really awesome playlist of music that you just love and it can be anything like you know R&B is also great um and like jump up kind of I don't know like yeah pop music is great like there's just so many awesome running tracks and luckily there's also huge number of great running playlists other people create on Spotify that you can just um just try it trial and definitely it uh makes a huge difference to have a working phone pop like ipod whatever you need and decent earphones um and then the other thing is i'd say don't be disheartened when you yeah when you just want to give up because it's so normal everyone does i mean honestly even like ultra elite athletes have their days when they just just they can't be bothered i'm sure they they got to train and they're just not in the mood and their body says no and that's it. Everyone gets those days. And the other thing, the other <clears throat> tiny bit of advice I'd give is set yourself tiny goals. If you want to do like a, if you're trying, if you're aiming to do a longer run than normal, try to take your mind off, off uh, just getting to the end and back because sometimes that can seem so, such a tall, unachievable, you know, ordeal. And you, if you go out and like, I'm going to do 5k or I'm going to do 10k. And then, you know, you, you constantly look at your watch and you're like, oh God, it's time is going so slowly. Or you just feel like you're just not making progress. You're moving backwards. So I say, instead of just trying to like, think of the end point, just give yourself a little bite-sized achievable um, milestones. So what I used to do when I was running and I was really hitting like a wall, they say, is I would do things like I'd look ahead and think, right. When I get to that next corner, I'm going to allow myself to change tracks on my phone. And I'd be like, I'd give myself a little reward. So I get to the corner, I change tracks. Or I'd say, okay, in after three more trees, then I'll let myself have a sip of water. So it's just all these like, little things. And then you just, you get these tiny goals, you get these little rewards. And, and I find that for me, that really helps me get through the parts when I just want to give up. And just keep going because, you know, uh, it, they, it, when you get through the kind of painful part, there's so much pleasure to it. And yeah, good luck, everyone. I love that. So thank you so much, Nelly, for coming on and sharing your experiences for sure. And for anyone out here who wants to go into running, definitely catch up with Nelly. So where can people find you? Uh, well, pretty quite hard to find me because I'm just, I'm a bit of a digital ghost. Um, I have all the usual social media things, but I'm really, really lazy about using them. So I can't remember, I can't remember my Facebook password, no idea. I do have Instagram. Instagram's probably my, my most active one. So you can find me at, uh, at Pirate Nell 
on Instagram, P-I-R-A-T-E-N-E-L-L. I also have, uh, I write on Medium. And again, you can find me if you look up Pirate Nell and Substack. Uh, I've got a different name there, though. Oh, what is my name on Substack? I think it is Leonora London. Who <laughs> was going under a little an alias for that uh, for that bit of writing? Um, and yeah, but like I say, probably the easiest way is through Instagram. Okay, great. So thank you everyone for watching this episode of the Aware Panel. Make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and follow our social media on the Aware Panel. And even if you want to become a guest on the show, make sure to go to www.theawarepanel.com, go to the Become a Guest section and fill out the form, and we will get back to you as soon as possible. So thank you guys for watching, and just take care. Bye! Thank you everyone for watching today's episode. I'm really glad that you loved the episode and I hope that the episode brought more awareness to you and you learned something new. So hope that's still in place. Thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, please put a review upon our Apple Podcast and show some support as well by sharing it on your social media platforms. And we have next week episode to come through. So make sure you listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. on software such as apple Podcasts and spotify and other things like that so we're gonna see you in another episode guys